Hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Podcast. I am Gabby Bissett and I am joined today by Lottie Manahan, a dental hygienist and therapist based in London. Um, So I'm excited about today, actually, because we haven't yet done a whole podcast on sustainable dentistry. And I think it's one of those topics that, um, well, needs to be spoken about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Gabby. Um, It's a huge topic, um, which is actually going to be very difficult to cover in the time, but uh, (laughs) a good introduction. (laughs) Well, let's see if we can uh, get all the relevant points across within the uh, timeframe we've set ourselves. Um, It's a nice (laughs) challenge for a Friday, I think. Um, so I know you're very passionate about this topic. I know we've spoken about it previously. Um, yeah. Why? It'd be good to hear why you find it so important. Why it's so important to you? I am. I, I mean, I grew up on a farm. I love animals. I love the outdoors. Um, I just. I'm really passionate about it. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm a do-gooder. I don't know. But I love. I love um, natural, organic things. I've always been like that. Um, uh, yeah, a, a few people have always commented on that about me, but yeah, no, and um, I think the passion has sort of always been there, um, and now we're sort of facing it on on a huge scales with a lot of more exposure about it and awareness, um, and obviously now, hopefully, the government and the world are sort of taking more uh, attention to it. Mm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, massively. It's and and also, you know, as professionals, it's really important as well. You know, oral health is is essential and that's what we we go on and on about uh, a healthy human life well actually you know if we're if we're not being good advocates with being green then we're actually not following uh, what we're built to do um so yeah no i think um people don't understand that actually the environment and all these factors do actually affect us as people as well and our own health um not just wildlife yeah <laughs> I think with dentistry as well, obviously, you've got that element that a lot of what you guys use in practice is disposable. Um, And with the the pandemic in mind, I think that's just increased um, massively. Uh, Oh, it escalated. I remember the the first week back in clinic and um, basically the initial um, waste disposal were at the door just refusing to take it because the bags were just mass and it was horrible. It was so horrible. I can, um, I can, I can imagine that. I think there's this, there's this, I don't know. I think I feel very uncomfortable when I, when I see the rubbish that I am personally responsible for. If you, if you see what I mean, even buying things like fruit and vegetables and when they're packaged in plastic, even yeah. though I'm doing my bit and recycling when I can, that everybody argues now that it's, it's not so much about recycling. It's more about taking steps to not use plastic. If you see what I mean, you know, you've got to go one step further. Yeah, and these big companies that we're buying these fruit and veggies from full of plastic need to, really do need to take responsibility for this now. It's, you know, uh, we need that to help us. It's everyone's responsibility, but we do need to be able to have the access to it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I don't know if you watched, did you watch Seaspiracy, you know, when everybody was talking about it a few months back? So, yeah, I the only thing I eat is fish, so I haven't watched it. Um, <laughs> Um, for that reason because I don't eat meat um, and I suffer with really low B12 so I've always needed a bit of fish um, to absorb it even with B12 injections so for me I didn't watch it because I actually do need it in my diet yeah Um, but I do definitely take um, steps to to research into it and understand about how you can actually um, purchase it sustainably um, 
and be- better source basically i think what, mm. what i found quite interesting about it, so so much like you i also i'm pescatarian i only eat fish um and i think the part that i found most interesting from it was they spoke about plastic um, and responsibilities um with with how much plastic is um uh, sort of disposed of by people in in the um in the world and i think a lot of the time you feel that the onus is placed on you as an individual um and 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 the documentary was showing that actually it is big corporations who are responsible for the majority of plastic that enters the sea um i I think it sort of goes back to what you just said there about um supermarkets and things having uh plastic packaging around their fruit and veg and it's 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 got to go further than just individual responsibility. You know, you've got to make sure that businesses are also getting on board with these kind of sustainable practices. Yeah, absolutely. And also the government and uh, local communities. Sure. I went to Germany last year and I saw four bins next to each other. And all these bins had all these different compartments for every kind of recyclable you know, item. Mm-hmm. And then the general landfill waste was the tiniest bin ever. And that just shows to me that they have it really sorted. Maybe not all over Germany, but I just thought, that is amazing. And when my friends come around my house, they always go, Lottie, why have you got the smallest bin? Um, (laughs) Because I actually, and that's one of my things, and I make sure I have the smallest, tiniest bin, because I, and I don't empty it every day. I just ensure I don't fill it, because I want to make sure I purchase things that I can recycle. Do you know what? It's, it's taking small steps like that that can actually make a massive difference. And it is, if you look at your bin and, and your, it is a smaller bin, and it does actually, I have the same, I have a small one that I keep under the sink. It does make you think twice about what you're putting in there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, these huge big bins. I remember going to John Lewis, I was like, I do not want one of these. Like, what, <laughs> you know, what am I going to do with that? And by the time we filled it, no, like it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, like things like that are really, really important. But it's, it's getting that education out there. It's people understanding that you can do things like that and putting it into their heads. Definitely. I think, I think that understanding is perhaps lacking as well within dentistry. Um, I think being sustainable and, and eco-minded is, is a new thing and something that we're getting better at, but we do have a long way to go. But I can imagine being a dental professional it is quite difficult to maintain this ethos throughout the working day. So, so how do you do it? What steps do you take in practice? Um, I mean, yeah, the first thing is education massively. Mm-hmm. Um, Appoint appointing people. You know, in in our um, kitchen at work and the bins, I put signs up. I laminated them and put signs up. <laughs> um, it's not my job, but I appointed myself to that. Um, appointing someone in your team to make sure that lights are turned off and and sort of say oh that light could be turned off or or that tap doesn't need to be running or you know it's it's making the signs educating it's actually telling people what what, what's happening to our world you know what rainforests are being pulled down every day what wildlife is dying what people are being affected um, and, and, you know, the, the climate, you know, just show like New Zealand had the warmest winter ever. Um, is that not scary? Like, is that scary for us to understand that this is really happening now and we need to act now? Because actually by 2050, when they plan to make changes, is that going to be too late? In my opinion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, things like that, prevention. So, you know, with my patients, it's so important for prevention anyway, but now it's, it's even more important because they want to take less trips to the dentist yeah. to have fillings. They want less, 
you know, think materials put into their teeth, they want to preserve what they have. You know, every time you fill a tooth, it's going to need replacing at some point in their life. Yeah. You know, let's, let's bring down um, that footprint, you know, different things like that. And, or, you know, like marrying appointments up together. Or, but it's hard. We have a lot of single-use um, equipment. Um, it, it's, it's really, really hard. I do actually, one of the things I did out, uh, recently is I looked at my kit and I realized I have so many instruments on my tray that I actually don't need. And they're going into an autoclave and being cleaned. And actually they're clean anyway, because I don't use them. Because I'm, yeah, so I, I literally cut that down. So now we can fit two trays in one, in one area that used to be. Um, but I think also it, it's, you know, it's taking responsibility, um, not giving up when, you know, things things get bad or you know I see people putting tissues in the recycled waste and I and I don't want to be like call them out on it but I just try and educate you know you could sit there all day watching the bin being filled but you can't get like that no no you can't and also I think when it comes to education people don't want to feel like um they're a victim um or that they are doing something wrong and don't want to feel I think I think sometimes it's, it's a difficult one to balance. I think because people can feel quite attacked, um, you know, yeah. and and I think it's doing it in a way that is is gentle. So, for example, things like even when it comes down to things like diet, I know it's not necessarily as relevant to dentistry as other things, but it, it's not about being vegan necessarily. It's just mo- making a few steps to maybe yeah. cut out meat a few days a week because that that impact in itself is 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 huge. I mean, everybody does it. Yeah. It, uh, it goes so fast. I think the same perhaps applies to the practice setting. Absolutely. And, and with the, the vegetarian thing, it's actually just the education. Yeah. You know, we're brought up in an era where it's meat, potatoes and veg. Actually, do you, are you enjoying that meat on your plate? Probably not. Do you need to have that every day? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. And I know some people get very defensive over, you know, they, people love a steak. And, and you know what I, 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 I do? I, I, I didn't stop eating meat because I know a lot of people have motivations that it's, they don't actually like it. Um, I, I, I don't miss it, but I, I didn't stop it because I don't like it. I just realized that actually I didn't have that much of it in my diet anyway. I thought it was just easier to, to take yeah. that step. And so this is yeah. it. It's just passing that knowledge on much like anything else. Um, and, and it can just yeah. it can have a huge difference. Yeah. And don't be strict with yourself. You know, I, I've eaten meat in France last week because, mm. you know, when you, when you're somewhere like France or Switzerland, it's very hard not to eat meat, but I just don't call myself a vegetarian or a pescatarian. I just basically eat what I eat. Yeah. And then I don't have that pressure on me. Um, to, to sort of perform like you know yeah. everyone's oh god yeah you know do this this and actually no let's just be balanced let's think about it definitely mm. it's, it's labels aren't necessary it's just and you don't and, and you, you don't want to put that pressure on you and feel like you're letting yourself down or or the environment no. down you know it, no, it, and like palm oil it's like palm oil actually you know we do need to consume a little bit of it because actually palm oil alternatives take up a lot more crop than palm oil um, but actually, you know, if we just everyone cut half of their palm oil, in, you know, consumption in half, mm. we'd be fine. Yeah. But we don't. We've turned into these huge consumers. We were, yeah. we were, you know, born into a world that we just took, 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 took. We didn't even think about that. And that's what's happened. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, um, it's, it's just been a bit mindful, I think, of your, of your practices when it comes to, to buying things um, from, from food all the way up to 
your, yeah. your dental supplies and products. I mean, toothbrushes are obviously a, a very big topic within dentistry when it comes to sustainable options. Obviously, there's a lot of bamboo toothbrushes that have um, blossomed in, in recent years. Um, but yeah. I mean, one thing obviously that a lot of these do have is that they do still have plastic bristles. Um, so I mean, what what is the realistic solution to toothbrushes? I mean, I'm not, I know it's quite a big question. <laughs> and obviously, if it was that simple, someone may have come up with it by now. But in your opinion, what, what, what do you think, how can we get around this issue? So I, when bamboos kind of hit the streets and in bathrooms, they're very Instagrammable, everyone was sort of going for them, they look very pretty. I actually trialled quite, yeah, exactly. And it was in, it's in a time where people want to help the planet. And um, I trialled quite a few of them and actually looked at them. And half of them, you can't recycle them properly. Um, some of them have got metal holding the bristles oh, down. Um, some of them you have to sort of send the heads off, but you can recycle the handles. Um, uh, they have come on. So one of my favourites is actually um, Truth Brush, and they have now created castor oil bristles, which are plant-based. They're 100% um, plant-based, and you can recycle them. So basically, things like that, I think, are great. They also have a lot of sort of um, carbon-neutral shipping, you know, even just the packaging. I looked at some of these bamboo packaging, and they, you couldn't recycle the packaging. I just, it was just, and I think there's a long way still to go, even though certain brands have really nailed it. I think there's a huge um, way to go. But I also do believe, I've said this before, but, you know, you haven't, you know, if you're not brushing your teeth properly or these bamboo brushes aren't removing the plaque, that's still not that good for the planet. <laughs> that's still going to prevent, you know, we're not going to prevent cavities in your mouth, which is then going to cause all sorts, you know? Um, so, yeah, I just think, you know, just be careful about that. And I think there's a lot more to be done um, in regards to these bamboo companies and dental professionals working together to build a brush that works that we can sleep at night thinking my patient is using a bamboo brush and I want to actively be able to promote that to patients that do ask about yes. um, bamboo. Yeah. You, you, you want to be able to, to have your patient walk away with this brush and think, okay, they are actually going to be able to look after their oral health with that product. Yeah, I'm like a clean freak. My patients know <laughs> that. They get, they get abuse every time they come in and they, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm such a preventive hygienist and me, I want to make sure that that is happening. Like I love the new oral BIO. I, I wouldn't go without it. And I can, yeah, you like it too. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's my, I, yeah, every morning, every night, it's a, yeah, a mini hygienist appointment. I feel. Exactly, exactly. And my patients are coming back with amazing results and, and no plaque in their mouth. So the end of the day, we're, what are we doing there? We're minimizing the toxic waste of amalgam and composite and, mm -hmm. and dental appointments and, and different things by just removing that bacteria in the mouth. Um, but I do think some of the larger companies do definitely need to take more responsibility. Um, the packaging needs to definitely be recyclable at least. Um, the shipping needs to be carbon neutral. You know, there needs to be recycle points. Why don't they invest in recycle points in dental practices, in supermarkets? Mm. You know, I know the TerraCycle has, has, has started and you can post things back and things, but I think there needs to be a lot more with that. Yeah, and make it, 
make it easier as well for patients and, and the public. I think we want things to be as easy as possible. You know, we're in a in a time of of instant, you know, you can get something delivered to your door 12 hours later if you want it to be. Um, so making things accessible to people where they can just pop it in, uh, it's, it would be a lot a lot easier, I think, and would actually encourage people to, to recycle and, and, and be more sustainable. Absolutely. So, um, I, look, I do really like um, some of these bamboo brushes. Like I said, the truth brush really does remove plat well. Yeah. Um, I do love electric. I do see the results better with them. And, and, I do, and, you know, I'm kind of in the middle here. But, all, yeah, and also I would say that, um, I don't know, I just think that these companies also are trying to sell things like oil pulling and charcoal toothpaste and fluoride free. And they're kind of, they're kind of trying to attract an audience which actually do not need that. Um, so we also need to be careful of that. I mean, natural tooth um, soup. And also, you know, there was a company that I actually messaged and I said, look, you can't tell my patients that I recommend your brushes to, to rub eucalyptus into their gums and their teeth. Like, <laughs> It's not going to do anything, but they still, and I just said, if you leave that post up, I, I really, I'm not going to be recommending your brushes. They left the post up. That's fine. It looks pretty. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I think it comes back to what you said at the beginning of this point, when you, you mentioned that a lot of these companies may have started with the right intentions, but then it's moved into this kind of aesthetically led product where it's more about how it looks and, and it's, it's sort of jumping on that that kind of um, culture that I guess is great at the moment, which is, you know, being sustainable and eco-minded and things like that. But there is a danger that the actual message and the the whole reason these products started get lost among just, just the sort of look of it, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah, and I think that's why it needs to be more dentist-led. You know, look, we've got Simon, Rona and Ads on Parlour. They're doing a great job. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I would love to see more of, of that from, from the sort of dental sort of... Um, you know, everyone basically in dentistry. I think we need to have more of a communication with these companies if yeah. they do really want to help. Yeah, definitely. Particularly if you're the guy, you're the people buying these products and, and selling them to patients. Um, yeah. if, if there is that pressure on on companies to act and 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 make a difference um, with their packaging and and what products they make and how they make them, um, then then you know it's totally in your your power to do that. Um, and I think there is arguably a responsibility for the dental community to to get together and and, and make sure those pressures are placed on the right people. Um, yeah. I mean, have you have you found this resistance among the profession or, or even among patients? Have you ever had people sort of think actually this isn't really something that we need to be worrying about? Um, uh, no, I mean I've like as I, I mean I, I think it can be quite expensive, or people yeah, maybe you know practice owners see it as expensive, mm-hmm. uh, but actually a lot of it is a really good investment. You know, there's people that still don't use digital X-rays, but they're using all that chemical and disposing of all that. I don't know if that's cost-effective anymore. To yeah. be honest, yeah, you no, know, I know it's an initial cost, but is that or are people still not digital with their files and things? So they're making their receptionist pull out files for patients every day. Yeah. I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot of sort of um, that and an old school sort of mentality. Mm. Um, and, and I think people would be like, well, that's not really an issue. I need to keep my costs down. Um, but I, I don't work in a practice like that. Um, I'm really, really lucky, but I, I can see that that would be a, a huge thing um particularly after covid you know we got hit hard we're still getting hit hard 
um, and my money is a, a diff, you know a difficult subject for sure. Sure, and it's, it's I think COVID as well. It's it's just at the moment getting through the day, isn't it? And anything that's going to perhaps make it a little bit more I don't want to say difficult in the long run, but perhaps immediately that it might maybe slow your day down a little. It's it, it doesn't surprise me that people might avoid that um, at the moment. Yeah. They just want to yeah. get the job done. Exactly, and, and survive. But with, with patients, actually, I, I have quite a few patients that I've recommended TP brushes to, uh-huh. um, Perio, and, and they actually say to me, but that's a waste of, of plastic. And I look at them and I think, that is amazing. Like, go you. But do you want to save the planet or do you want to save your teeth? We need to work together here yeah. and kind of come into the middle, yeah. save your teeth or save the planet. Um, and, and that's where I sometimes, you know, I have a lot of, of um, bamboo little incidental brushes and I'll, I'll get them to have a little go and see and, and try and find that. But I always love, I always do love that. And they go, oh, but all that plastic. And <laughs> TP, TP are another brand that have worked really well, actually. They, um, have, uh, I worked with them and had... Um, a lot of uh, recycle points in our practice uh-huh. and they, and my patients were bringing teepees in awesome. and um yeah canon and hygiene were, were taking them and recycling them and making roads and, and, and parks and all sorts with them so that was a really good yeah i wish they continued that and i i don't know why they didn't maybe it wasn't so successful or maybe it's the early days but yeah that was really good it's these little steps isn't it sometimes you can't help but but purchase products that have plastic in them um it's just uh, uh how it is you mentioned earlier that these small steps that you might have to take in now um in the in the long run will have a, a bigger effect in terms of um environmentally friendly um practices you know it might save you using more plastic in the future so it's just i think it's just this balancing act which it can be quite difficult to to get right it is and also but i do feel like patients would be more loyal to a greener practice and i do feel like it will boost this the staff morale i feel like everyone would feel good for doing it. So I think it's definitely something that should be brought up into staff meetings and, you know, appoint someone to do some research every week or see how you can make small changes. You yeah. know, why not? It's so easy. Yeah. Bring the team together. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the, like, I mean, it's interesting that you said there that it can um, motivate staff, you know, I think, I think you're right. Um, and I think, I think there will be different demands in different areas of, in the country. Um, I think, depending on your patient base and where you are there'll be some people who are more interested in these kind of green practices than others but i think yeah. we are very much heading in the direction where the default line of thinking will be how am i going to you know reduce my carbon footprint today and, and what can i do to make sure that i'm following a sustainable way of living um yeah. and that it does go for dentistry you know it's it's it's, it's everywhere so i think i think doing it will not only be better for the planet but also has business benefits as well it will it will help um practices earn money and, and, and bring in patients yeah. yeah and save money as well yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that and you know we all we can all do saving money uh, especially now <laughs> so um yeah yeah no that's that's a good point um but i mean thank you so much for coming on today no thanks um, for having me it's been fun it's been so much to discuss i'm like my mind is like, you know, <laughs> just put the passion back into me again. But it's so, <laughs> and I've missed half of it. But yeah, I hope that's given a really good insight into into that. For sure, I think I think a lot of people wonder how they can integrate sustainable practices into dentistry and how they can promote that um, to their patients. Um, and you, I think this has been a great overview of it. And I, I think it's a topic that, that does need to continue to be spoken about 
Um, so thank you so much for giving up your time today. Okay, thanks for having me.